The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, Chadville, our next conversation is one I'm not sure we've ever had on 630 Chad. <laughs> and while it's a health issue that impacts women directly, it also has a big impact on their partners as well. So, guys, gals, listen up. Uh, because unfortunately, I don't think that this is a is a conversation that that happens in public very often. It isn't discussed that much. Uh, we're going to talk about menopause. Oh yes, I said the word. Oh my gosh, don't go run scared away from the radio. We're going to talk about menopause. What is it? How it impacts a woman and her partner, and what can be done about it? Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, my guest to the show in studio is Susan Prendergast. Prendergast. She's a, cl- a clinical director, nurse practitioner at uh, Aletheia Healthcare, but also went through menopause and early. Yes, very like, early. Like in your 30s. Yes, I started, my symptoms were um, present around the age of 30 and uh, continued on with me until probably the last eight years got significantly worse. And oh then, my gosh. Yeah, so okay. So you're sharing your story as, you know, kind of waving that flag, That's saying, right. hey, we're not alone out here. Uh, on the phone this afternoon with me uh, as well. Um, oh, my gosh. You know what? I have it is Dr. Stacy uh, Rogers, right? Stacy. Ah, sorry, Stacy. Richard, sorry, I uh, I forgot my I printed off the wrong thing. Doctor Stacy Richards joining okay. me this afternoon. Doctor uh, Richards, can you tell me first off if people are like, we hear about menopause, we joke about menopause. Um, what is menopause? What is actually happening in a body when that happens? Yeah, you're so right, Jalen. Uh, menopause is not a topic that's talked about at the dinner table because it's not that sexy, and so. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it's so true. So what happens at menopause, it marks the end of your menstrual cycle. And this can happen at, at 40 or 50. 50 is typically when that happens. But even before that, the journey to, uh, to menopause starts with perimenopause, which can start as early as 30s, which is what's happening with, with, which is what happened with Susan. And that can go on for 10 years. Or even more. Here's a, here's a question for you, Doctor Richards. Can can uh, can a woman tell what her experience is going to be like based on what maybe other women in her family have gone through? Yeah, genetically, that's what they say. If your mom, whatever your mom went through, is kind of what you should expect to go through in menopause. Um, Susan may be able to, to add to that conversation too. Susan, do you notice that with your patients? I would say for a lot of women that's the case, but um, unfortunately I think a lot of our parents' generation, at least for people my age mm-hmm. anyways, um, their moms may not have received care um, no, for they- menopause. Or if they started on hormones, for example, they were taken away from them because they were um, taken off the market or yeah. deemed unsafe. Um, so the experience may be si- simply different different because of what we have available to us now. I think when we think about uh, it, m- menopause, if, if anyone does think about menopause, and I don't think you actually think about it until you're actually going through it or you're having to deal with it, some of those, um, some of those symptoms, I mean, we, we talk about, uh, you know, as, as my husband calls them, you know, your, 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 your mini getaway vacations, your medical, mm-hmm. min- miniature tropical vacation, the, the hot flashes, yeah. the night sweats, um, insomnia, maybe uh, weight gain, not be able to lose weight gain, uh, loss of sex drive. Are those all pretty much standard symptoms? 
Yeah, they are stellar symptoms. And as you said, most women are very familiar with the hot flashes. And that's all you know is like my period stops and I get hot flashes. But often we see women in our practice with brain fog or fatigue, mood swings, a huge emotional component, and they're not aware that that is attributed also to their change in their hormones. Okay. So one of the things, um, and, and I'll, I'll admit it, you know, I've been dealing with this uh, for the past number of years, and it's been, uh, it's been a challenge, and it's been a challenge for myself. It's been a challenge uh, for, my, for my husband <laughs> as well, to say the least. Bless his, uh, bless his heart. And I've tried to understand, you know, what it is. You talk about these, the, the, the change in the hormones. So, you know, when you, when you look at these hot flashes or these night sweats that, that you deal with that is that a surge in estrogen is it a drop in estrogen is it a pump up in test like what what is happening there mm-hmm. yeah let's Susan add to yeah. this but okay recent, to, go ahead go ahead yeah Susan. recent research has come up that show that there's actually um they used to think estrogen would plummet but they found that there's actually um a ebb and a flow and up and down of estrogen especially in perimenopause when you get the flooding or the heavy periods and then all of a sudden you're getting a hot flash which signifies that estrogen has dropped Mm-hmm. So your hormones are definitely going through a lot of changes. It's never on a one dimension. It's it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for um for the symptoms that women often experience too, specifically the um, night sweats, hot flashes, and even the energy changes um, or the fatigue and the mood changes, it's it's more about a disbalance too between estrogen and progesterone. Um, I I talk to women about when they're going through perimenopause before they actually stop mm-hmm. their cycle. That progesterone is the key factor in that. That the more progesterone you have. The the more balanced you are. What's the difference between progesterone and, and estrogen? Estrogen is your energy hormone. It's the, the part, the, the hormone that gives your body strength. Um, progesterone is your happy hormone. It's your calming hormone. <laughs> so if you think about yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So if you think about if you're going through an estrogen surge or that estrogen's yeah. at its high point, it's going to produce heat. And it's also the reason why women wake up in the middle of the night because it peaks in production between 1 and 5 a.m. And so oh. it, it's giving you that kind of energy rush and that, that mm-hmm. heat that you would expect from a, a hot hormone. Oh, hot hormone, okay, if we want to put and it that And then the progesterone is the calming kind of side of it. And it doesn't go up um, during pe- per- perimenopause. It tends to stay low or, or go down. Mm-hmm. So you get more of those, um, you know, angry bursts and, and so that sort of stuff. And it's just not balanced. So I don't know who wants to to answer this question, and 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 Susan, may, maybe it's you. You went through an early mm-hmm. early menopause. You had you know, all of these symptoms that that you weren't sure right. what they were. Um, when I started going through this in my early forties, I wasn't sure what mm-hmm. what was going on. I think it was because I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm only you know forty. So yeah. how is this happening? What should we be watching for? Mm-hmm. I think the one of the earliest signs that um, something's starting to happen for a lot of women is is their sleep disturbance um they just stop sleeping well mm-hmm. and for some women it's a uh, weight gain despite doing the exact same thing they'd always done in the past and then for another large number of women it's cycle changes so mm-hmm. if they're you know flows heavier they're getting their period every three weeks versus every five or whatever those are kind of the common things that women would um maybe know that something's starting to change dr uh richards when is it considered that a woman is in full menopause when she's transitioned from perimenopause to to menopause 
she has to go a full year without having a cycle. Mm-hmm. Full so year without a cycle. often I see women in practice and they're like celebrating and they're at the 10-month mark <laughs> and all of a sudden they get a period at 11 months in. So you start over again. And it has to be 12 consecutive months of no cycle. And, so, and then you're officially menopause. And, and this is an important note because uh, for couples out there, it's important yes. to remember that, okay, you might think that there's been no cycle for 10 months, so maybe um, you're not using any contraception, that sort of thing. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, mm-hmm. we're pregnant. Yeah. I actually Absolutely. talk about that a lot with my patients too, that, um, you know, I, I go through their blood work and say, look, you're still fertile. You're not, you, even though you've been without a cycle for a year, you're still going, you still could get pregnant. Yes. So be very careful if that's not something that you want, or if you still are wanting to have your f- more family, more children, get it done. Kind oh, of oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> uh, we're going to continue this conversation here. Dr. Stacy Richards joining me on the phone. Uh, Susan Prender. Gas joining me in studio as we talk about menopause. There is a, a conference on menopause coming up this weekend, and it is open to women and to men. And to you know, if you're if you want to learn more about it, and we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk about um, the partner aspect mm-hmm. of this and the impact um, that it can have on a relationship. Doctor Richards, I'm just going to put you on a hold. Susan, uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about how this can impact your relationship and what can be done about it. Okay, we're talking about menopause. Yes, we're talking about menopause on the 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Uh, Dr. Stacy Richards joining me on the phone this afternoon, voted the best naturopathic doctor in Edmonton, and uh, also joined in studio by Susan Prender-Gast, a clinical director, nurse practitioner at Aletheia Healthcare. Thank you both for joining me uh, this afternoon. Uh, one of the things um, I think w- w- which... Um, is a really, really tricky subject when it comes to menopause is um, libido. Mm-hmm. It is is one of those things that start happening. And, and I think for women who are going through, you don't necessarily even notice it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but likely your partner mm-hmm. no, might notice it a little bit, a little bit more. For our partners, when it comes to all of this starting to happen, mm-hmm. what do they need to know? That that the loss of libido is normal, um, and that it's it's a it's a sign that there's changes happening um, hormonally, and it's an evolutionary thing. We lose our libido because we don't need to reproduce anymore. Mm. Um, but that with the right um, approaches, whether it be mindfulness or um, you know hormone therapy or whatever you need to do in order to you know get that libido back, yeah. um, there are options. I think for a lot of couples, um, having conversation about it as gently as possible, because oftentimes the libido, loss of libido goes along with changes to mood and our tendency to be a bit more fly off the handle. Um, but the conversations are really important to be had. Dr. Richards, do you, do you find that uh, as well with, with your, with your clients and, you know, knowing how to have a conversation like that, maybe it just builds and builds and, and it's like, okay, well, why don't you want me anymore? And then next thing it just blows up and you, and you don't have a clue what's going on. Do you, do you find that happens? Yeah, absolutely. I find it becomes a rift in a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. But as Susan said, it's a great uh, conversation. It's a great time to have that conversation about, what to expect now that changes are happening because it happens on on both ends too and women have the extra I know the extra bonus of uh, their uh, the vaginal health vaginal dryness is mm. also another issue that makes it even more difficult for women 
So having a spouse who's very understanding and supportive and patient is really helpful. And that's why this conference is great for men because we'll, we'll also be having a psychologist there and I think that's probably going to be one of those topics that will be touched on too. So how do you have that conversation? Um, how, how, yeah, how do you have that conversation when you're not really sure what's what's going on? I guess maybe if you start to notice it and, you know, again, you, you mentioned the word gently, which mm-hmm. I think is a very important part of, the, of, of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? What's your advice there? Mm-hmm. I think for um, lots of my clients and um partners the 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 topic what's broached as gently as possible with you know i'm i'm concerned or i notice that we aren't you know having as much sex as Mm -hmm. we used to is there something wrong are you do you still feel the same way about me um just bringing it up i think is the biggest piece um by but pushing it aside or or putting placing it under the carpet or doing whatever a lot of Uh us do um it it ends up blowing up it ends up that's uh where a lot of relationships start to crumble because there's dissatisfaction perhaps on one or both sides. And Stacey's absolutely right. A lot of, um, I actually see males as well in my clinic and a lot of men actually go through this sort of change as well. And so if there's... So drop in testosterone levels and drop in libido, all of that sort of thing as well. Fatigue, yeah, absolutely. Weight gain. And so they may not be as feeling as well and as um, virile as they used to as well. So it's, you know, it's a two-sided thing. It's a couple. You're you're there together. Um, Even if, if it's a, you know... Uh, an issue that's been ongoing. It's really important to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's a tough one to talk about because mm-hmm. I think uh, f- for so many b- part of our relate that connection mm-hmm. that intimacy is such a a big part of our relationship and 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 showing uh, how much we care and and mm-hmm. all of that. And when that starts to back off, yeah, you immediately I think you don't think necessarily that it's hormone levels. You, you automatically go, oh, they must be interested in somebody else or, oh, they just don't like me anymore, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a tricky one. So being prepared, um, being prepared for aging, mm-hmm. men and women, Absolutely. when it comes to these sorts of things, um, you, what's your advice then on, on being prepared? Um, well, the first th- piece of advice I would give is if you have time to come out on Saturday because yeah. you get all the... Um, experts that are available in the city most of us anyways coming to mm-hmm. talk will be able to engage with you directly that, that uh, during that time um, I also obvious, obviously would recommend you talk to your primary care provider but if you're not getting something in that environment then you look elsewhere um, read, uh, go on the internet mm-hmm. and as much as I hate Dr. Google yeah. um, it's a good place to start you know, are these symptoms something that I need to be concerned about or is there some meaning that I can find in them Dr. Richards, uh, one of my listeners has texted in and wanted to know about any connection between menopause and heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. Is that something that might go hand in hand? Absolutely. Um, I see that connection with a few patients where suddenly they have their heart racing mm-hmm. because the hormones uh, shift. And because when you enter uh, menopause, cardi- cardiovascular health or heart health is extremely important. And a lot of women don't realize that because there's a shift in your estrogen levels and with estrogen you need for uh, to have your heart working really well. So when the intermenopause, heart palpitations is, is very likely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, so treatment options. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at treatment options, there's 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 different ways of, of addressing it. I uh, think both of you are kind of on the more natural side of it all. Is that fair to say? Yep. Yeah. And so bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, I know a number of people uh, have been turning to that. What is that? 
Um, it isn't uh, as natural as actually you yeah. think. It's actually medical grade um, hormone replacement, but it's bioidentical, meaning that the um, pharmacotherapeutics are humanly identical. So they're not just created in a lab uh, to mimic the hormones. They are meant to be exact. So... Um, a lot of them did originate as uh, yam and, and yeah. animal product, um, and that's a fact. Uh, but they are pharmaceutical grade, so you you they are prescription. You know, is 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 one better than the other? Like I remember my my GP was just saying, oh, he, here's some estrogen, and the the doctor that I see now is it's it's bioidentical mm-hmm. hormone replacement therapy. Is one better than the other, or does it depend on on the person and and what you want and and kind of looking at the risks associated with both? Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest factor is is that the newer literature does um, demonstrate that the the newer products, the newer pharmaceutical grade um, hormones are actually safer than what was used in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, okay. Um, and yes, there are still you know, 70s and 80s hormones around, just like yep. they are in birth control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there also is an element of that natural approach um, that Stacy would offer in her practice. And then there's multiple other um, problems that could come along with menopause yeah. that your treatment may involve um, seeing a urogynecologist, a psych- psychologist, a sex therapist. So, you know, there's multiple levels of that. Yeah, so options. yeah, so lots of levels there, Dr. Richards. And, uh, you know, maybe just not looking at um, you know the the outer skin of the onion, but peeling it all back mm-hmm. and and taking a close look for you personally for whoever's going through it. Maybe it's menopause or a drop in testosterone, but for your partner as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Jalen. Um, it's definitely peeling back the layers of the onions. I go deeper and sort of dig to see which hormones do I need to support because often the hormones they don't. Even though we know estrogen, progesterone, they all work well together in unison. You can't really address one without the other. So you have to look at the cortisol, the sleep hormone, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA. And I also like to look at the emotional component as well because that's a huge factor with hormonal changes. And a lot of women don't realize their mood swings or when they get hysterical or yelling at their partners. All those symptoms are all signs of a change in hormone too that Do- I'll address. Dr. Richards, want to thank you for joining me on the phone this afternoon. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you, thank you so Thanks much, Dr. Dr. Richards, joining me in studio. Susan Prendergast joining me, or sorry, St- Dr. Stacy on the phone. Uh, Susan in studio again. The conference is on Saturday. It is a conference and ta- a trade show. Uh, the Edmonton Menopause Day Conference and Trade Show scheduled for Saturday uh, from nine thirty to four thirty at the Saw Ridge Inn and Conference Center. Edmonton South. You can find it. Just you can Google it and check out your website as well. Absolutely. Um, And uh, if you're looking for more information, thank you for the conversation. No problem. Thank you for having us.